It has come to our attention that some of you are guilty of superstition. Dude, trust us. Winning after an XL pepperoni pie before every game is just a coincidence. Take a breath. And maybe a diabetes test. We're your home for the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. 430-0758. You're listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Mar- Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. Late Night Anger Man for Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Morency. All right, you know what, just to uh, to clarify, no, 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 so just to clarify right now, so yeah, we're kicking it on Sirius XM channel 159, and I swear to God, uh, shout out to Greg S., who I think is in the Bay Area, actually, we got a lot of listeners in the Bay Area, don't we? You know, I'm a Dodger fan, but I love the Bay Area, it's kind of, I know, it's kind of whatever, but I'm sure there's some giant fans in L.A. <laughs> I used to love L.A., and, and the city and stuff, and, and, you know, I've been there a lot. I've spent a lot of time there. Like Cousin Sal said to me the other day, he goes, you spend more time in L.A. than I do, Marenzi. <laughs> it's true. Like, I'm, it's like, oh, like they, you know, people know me in L.A. Hey, good to see you. Like, they don't even – I been, I went to the Dodger store twice, and Buddy remembered me from, like, three weeks earlier. So I don't even think he realized I'm not even from – you know, I'm rolling in and out, right? He goes, hey, good to see you again, Buddy. He goes, you going to the game tonight? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. I need a jacket. All right? Uh, Andre's in the Bay, too. Unbelievable. Where are you in the Bay? I love the Bay Area. So I was going to say, I used to live in Hollywood, and I love L.A. I love the Dodgers to death. I uh, Chavez Ravine and Dodger Stadium is heaven on earth for me, okay? But if I was rich, rich, like, you know, when I shut things down type thing, and, you know, I would the Bay Area is the best. I love San Francisco, the city itself. Love it. I don't mind all the crazy people on the street and stuff. I'm a crazy person, so I don't mind it. I like San Francisco a lot, but I love Napa Valley. And in fact, it's, it's what I've told the people it's one of the few things still like on my bucket list of sports. I've pretty much seen everything in sports. I've never seen the Dodger World Series game. I was happy to see the Giant game. I've seen the Dodgers in the playoffs and stuff, but I've never, I've never the World Series. But I've been to Super Bowls. I've been to national championship games. I've been to NBA Finals. I've been to Stanley Cup Finals. Like I've been to a lot of big things. But I've always wanted to go to the NASCAR race in Sonoma. I've always wanted to go to the NASCAR race in Sonoma, California. And I like I like that area so much. It was my 50th birthday, uh, which is, you know, a special occasion and stuff that I lasted this long somehow. And uh, I went with a beautiful woman to, uh, to Napa Valley. And I went on a wine tasting tour. And, like, I, I spent, like, you know, my, my 50th birthday in the weekend in the Bay Area. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, love it out there. Napa Valley, like, it's rich, rich, though. <laughs> like, you need money, money. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I went to a restaurant and stuff. I was like, whoa, this is, like, rich, rich. Like, there's rich, but there's rich, rich. It's the richest part of the world, essentially. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, the, the average price, like, $4 million for a home. I'm, that's sort of, like, the Silicon Valley. Like, you know, the San Francisco 49er players are told... Like, unless you're a first-round draft... They tell all players that are not a first-round draft pick, do not buy a house. Imagine that. You get drafted, you're in the NFL, and you're like, yeah, don't buy a house, huh? (laughs) They can't afford it. 
For the record, Henry Ruggs' house is $1 million. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Portrage. I am Gabriel Morancy. We're kicking it. What up, San Diego, Los Angeles? We got Brent Beard stepping up and in. Tony Finn's lost, man. Tony Finn is just lost. He's in Vegas. He's in the desert somewhere, and we can't help him. We can't. We, what, what can we do? We can't help him. <laughs> you know, it's too bad, too, because I was really looking forward to Tony's picks, but we got a bunch of picks for you right now. We got Brent Beard joining us in a couple of minutes. We're going to talk some SEC football, but for all you gamblers out there, let's get down to business. And, you know, as I talked about earlier, Army – and Air Force are playing each other, all right? And we've been telling you this, guys, for years, and I've got a photogenic memory, so I remember this stuff. I don't have a photogenic memory like that chick from Taxi with the red hair, Mary Lou Henner. I answered, what's her name? Wait, Mary Lou, what's her name? You know what I'm talking about. Older people do. She remembers everything. Did you know that that lady can tell you what she wore when she was three years old and four years old? No joke. She remembers everything that has ever happened in her life to a T, <laughs> okay? It's kind of creepy. And, like, she claimed it, but, like, people test her and stuff. Like, people will test her and throw things at her. Like, she remembers everything. But the thing is, it's kind of a curse. And it is for me, too. It haunts you a little bit. And, like I said, I'm not fully photogenic because I'm sort of, you know, whacked out. But... When you remember everything, everything, it builds up, right? Like, you get this big thing. Like, I can't imagine that. So she remembers everything about everything about everything. You know who else does is Steven Stamkos. <clears throat> Steven Stamkos and the Tampa Bay Lightning can tell you every goal that he has scored against who and how it happened. And the guy scored a lot of goals, man. Like, he remembers everything about everything, that guy. Everything about everything. Right, like maybe if I didn't party so hard, I would be like the, the chick on taxi. But if you remember, like I do, I tell you all the time when military academies play against each other, you take the under. It's 39-9 and 1 to the under. 39-9 and 1 to the under since 2005. It's not rocket science. Army run the football 89% of the time up the middle of the field. All right, Air Force running football 87% of the time. 89% runs, 87% runs equals under. Best bet of the weekend, under. Bring it. You're listening to the home of the winning edge. It's easy to get. Just keep it here. Get on the grid. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. The early line. The FanDuel Sportsbook giving you UFC fight specials. Either fighter to win round one or two. Kamar Usman, 90-plus significant strikes here. Each fighter to have one or more takedowns. I don't recall seeing these in a UFC market before. I mean, you talk about just really exciting stuff there. It's the early line with Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside. Weekdays, 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific. On the home of the winning edge. The Sports Grid Radio Network.
Every day, sports happens. It never stops. And neither do we. Get the expert perspectives you need, strategies, and vital information you won't get anywhere else. You're listening to the home of the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Late night anger match for Kraft continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Brenzi. We're kicking it and throwing it down on Sirius XM Channel 159. Styling and profiling. Uh, let's um, let's go d- down into the deep south uh, right now like we do every Friday night. Brent Beer joins us. First Coast uh, News, second helping podcast, Heisman Trophy voter. Brent, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. How you doing? Uh, Gabe, I'm doing well. I'm taking a break coming up tomorrow after going to Alabama Tennessee, Georgia, Florida. I'm going to be on the recliner game watching college football from about noon to about past midnight tomorrow. Man, you've been on tour more this year than college game day has. You deserve a <laughs> you deserve a break, Brad. And and I'm sure there was a little celebrating going on in in the Beard household after the Atlanta Braves win their first championship yes. Yes, in a long was. time. Absolutely. Uh, well, we had some some late nights, but uh, it was sure fun to see that. Uh, we'll, we'll watch the Braves for years, and uh, it's amazing what, what has happened in baseball and how, how they have come back. So it, it was a fun week, absolutely. And you know what? Atlanta sports fans and, and fans in the state have had a lot of disappointment over the years. Yeah. So um, they, they get to celebrate with an Atlanta Braves championship. And the question is, will they get to celebrate with a Georgia Bulldog uh, well, championship? But there's a lot of football left to be played still. Uh, absolutely. Well, we've got a month's worth of games uh, at this point. Excellent point about Georgia. Uh, continue to play well. Boy, they look good against Florida, Gabe. That thing was over at halftime. So that's what a lot of people are looking for uh, would, would be this tandem of the, the Atlanta Braves and Georgia Bulldogs winning championships. And we'll get into the Georgia Bulldogs, but remember, guys, every week we talk about how it's amazing. They only give up six points a game. They're still averaging six points a game. It's like, you know, it's going to be the end of the year. It's unheard of, like just unheard of. But we'll get into the, we'll get into the Bulldogs a little bit later on. So let's start off with a big football game here. A lot of storylines, uh, Brent, more storylines than uh, uh, than a soap opera, Days of Our Lives. So you got Hugh Freeze. Not not only guys is Hugh Freeze, the former coach of Mississippi. For people unaware, he's actually from there, like literally and figuratively. He's from Oxford. Yeah. So he returns home, literally and figuratively, left um, not exactly under the best circumstances. Left under scandal and personal disgrace. Ends up at Liberty and has done a great job with the Liberty Flames, a seven and two Liberty Flame team. And I got to tell you, Brent, Lane Kiffin's probably the best football coach interview right now in in America, at least with his honesty. And I just, you know, I just love, he doesn't, he says what he's thinking. Yes. And he's asked about playing Liberty and he goes, I'd rather be playing, man, one of these teams that nobody's ever heard of, but instead we're playing a team with a first round drop pick. In other words, it's like another SEC game. <laughs> I loved his honesty. He said, I wish we were playing somebody no, no one ever heard of. Because normally guys, everybody, you know, SEC teams, the schedule is such a grind. They'll book a Citadel. They'll bo- they'll book a Hampton. You know, they'll book a subpar team, help that, that program out with a nice big fat paycheck, and let them rest up for the stretch 
and and the final couple of games. Mississippi can't do that. And you know, Brent, we've been talking about it. Mississippi's schedule has probably been the toughest one out of all of them, bro, on a weekly basis. And it finally caught up to them last week. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Um, uh, and look, this game is going to be uh, very difficult too. When they signed for this game, uh, as you alluded to, Liberty was nowhere near the team they are now, are they, Gabe? No, uh, they didn't but, have Malik Willis at quarterback. No, no. Playing that. <laughs> uh, and, and listen, if people are wondering, you know, where's that name come from? Malik Willis was at Auburn. Uh, he was one of the quarterbacks down the depth chart at Auburn. He goes to Liberty, and one thing for sure that Hugh Freeze does is he does a really good job in molding quarterbacks. Uh, so now they've they've had two three-point losses to Syracuse and Louisiana Monroe, and that's Terry Bowden and Rich Rodriguez, the offensive coordinator. They've had some impressive wins over Troy, UAB, and North Texas. So this is a team that is going to give Ole Miss some problems. This could be certainly a shootout. Gabe, my concern right now for Ole Miss is who is healthy. Ontario Drummond, the wide receiver, injured his hamstring. Braylon Sanders didn't play a whole lot, uh, and he, he was pretty ineffective. Jonathan Mingo is still out until probably the A&M game. So the, the unfortunate thing is, uh, and, and then uh, you saw Matt Corral get hurt uh, with his ankle. He's, he will play, and I think he'll be okay. But what you said is right. The schedule and the attrition for teams like Ole Miss, regardless of how good they are offensively, and to, to their credit, their defense has played a little bit better too. So, uh, but, but this won't be that November non-conference game like Alabama is playing New Mexico State. Nothing, nothing like that in Liberty, is it, Gabe? Well, I'll tell you what, which, who did they play, uh, Brent? Who was it when Matt Corral had 30 carries against? Was it the Tennessee game? Yes. Well, yeah, it was the Tennessee game. I, you know, he really, that was just too much, man. It was just too much. Throwing the football 38 times, carrying the football 30 times. That's 68 plays that you're involved in. This kid has carried this team. Uh, but, you know, we talked about them running out of gas and just, quite frankly, getting beat up. Matt Corral's at the front of this list, and you know this kid. You know, he's probably playing at about 65, 70%. And God bless probably. him. He's a tough kid, and he wants to be out there. But, sure. look, his streak of consecutive games, I think it was 19 in a row of a touchdown pass, comes to an end. You can just tell he's not hes not close to 100% right now. Uh, no, no way. He's got 15 passing touchdowns, 10 rushing touchdowns. And, oh, by the way, Gabe, uh, next week, Ole Miss plays Texas A&M. Yeah, Texas A&M have a pretty big game uh, coming up this week, too. <laughs> I can't wait to break down. Yeah. Really looking forward to this Auburn game. So, about about um, about Liberty and Mississippi, as you stated, man, Mississippi are pretty beat up. Do you think that the Flames have the horses to hang for 60 minutes? Is this going to come down to the wire? This is the biggest game for Hugh Freeze in his life. You know how badly he wants this one. I, I, I've got a friend who does – who's on the Ole Miss radio team, and when we talked about what kind of a reception that Freeze would get, and he said he thought they would be pretty receptive of Freeze despite the uh, recruiting uh, uh, shenanigans that he had and his own personal uh, things that happened to him. Yeah, he never did uh, anything bad to the pro. Like, he didn't try to, you know, exactly. he didn't leave, like, he didn't bolt for another school type right, thing. You know what right. I mean? Like, hey, there's no yeah, reason correct. to really bull him. You know, he didn't, no. he didn't want what happened happen. He was, he felt shame about it. But I, but I think they can take, I think Liberty can give them three and a half 
uh, to, to nearly a full game worth of uh, worth of problems. I mean, Willis has 21 touchdowns and six interceptions. My goodness, Gabe, he's almost rushed for 900 yards. So uh, the the, the main we're talking about is a top 10 pick, uh, Brett, in no the NFL doubt. draft. Top 10 uh, pick. Absolutely. And, and listen, this is a kid that really was struggling under Gus Malzahn, but but instead he's come to freeze. And that's why, and Gabe, that's why that at some point, and, and even though he's done a great job in creating a program at Liberty, that's why, because of what he's done in Malik Willis, freeze is going to be looked upon as a possibility of a, of a higher profile job soon. Yeah, but you know what? This is where his past can come back to haunt him because I'm just thinking, I don't know, LSU's got an opening, but, right. you know, they just had a coach with sort of similar situations off the field. Yes. And I think, you know, I think they're looking. They are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they'd be looking for yeah. something a little bit different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Different personal uh, personal life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Brent, Beard is, uh, Brent Beard's with us. All right, man, we only got about a minute before this break, so I don't want to spend it. We spent a lot of time on this game. Um, what, what, what's your final score sort of prediction? I'll just cut to the chase. Liberty are getting like eight and a half, nine points. You think they can hang around in this game? I think I, they can. I, I, yes. I, I think this thing ends up being like 38, 30, something like that. Yeah. Uh, Ole Miss. Uh, I still think Ole Miss, uh, top to bottom. The, I think they still have the better players, uh, but a lot of it's going to depend on, can they do anything to contain Malik Willis? Brett Beard uh, with us. We're going to take a look at the Georgia Bulldogs. Obviously, massive favorites over the Missouri Tigers. To me, the game of the week is Auburn and Texas A&M. And that's saying something when we're talking about all these other games. And only LSU and Alabama are playing. <laughs> really? Which that used to be like, you know, the game of the century. That's right. Uh, type of deal when these two teams would get together. And now LSU are getting like 30 points. I remember, man, there used to be like three or six points scored in this rivalry. Now Alabama lane 30. More with Brent Beard on the other side. Bring it. Winning edge benefit number 27. Not having to expect. Come on. Admit it. You do your own play-by-play in your head when you play horse. Don't you? <laughs> you do you, bro. We are Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM.